Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And this is episode 119. And it's Kate and I back today. Feels like it's been a while, actually. Mm. Um, And we're going to revisit our balance model to finish it off. So we talked about uh, what the B, A, L and A mean. Um, So we're going to finish off with the N, C and E. Um, So just a reminder that that's our kind of holistic um, well-being strategy that we we use in coaching with our our clients and in our courses and and how we live our lives a little bit too really um, so we always start with a check-in so mm. hello hello again <laughs> yeah we tried this earlier when I was having really really bad internet connections and it was just torturous so we aborted mission didn't we and we're back and actually it's interesting you know, it's part of this is like a sober thing. It's just I was feeling really, really shit earlier, and actually I feel quite chipper now. So yeah. just how it all, <laughs> all things like shall pass. Some some things are, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason behind it. It's like oh, well, yeah. it's probably a good idea, really, that we couldn't do it earlier. Yeah, um, I was going on about my hormones <laughs> about half an hour. It's like, oh no, God. <laughs> I could do, I suppose, but no. How are you? Are you all right? Um, I am. I am all right. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, I kind of um, yeah. Less. We we had a bit of a manic moment there, didn't we, for a couple of weeks, hmm. where we were juggling lots and lots of hats, and you know, writing the program for the addictive behaviours coaching uh, training, which hmm. was huge opportunity, huge like hugely exciting. Yeah. But yeah, sort That's of like. Amazing the uh time schedule was pretty tight um mm. so I think we both got quite tired and we hadn't really recovered anyway from well just the, <laughs> the six of all the things all the things um <laughs> and then so we I had th- half term and then last week was half term and actually when we were doing the coaching academy thing yeah you were already on half term so then there was the there was the mum guilt yeah the mum guilt of the children on tech and you trying to work and your husband being away and it's all like oh god <laughs> yeah it was oh. it was pretty full yeah. on um yeah I um yeah I mean I'm feeling a little bit better now I was doing because I'm doing trying to sort out trying to look into my I'll talk about hormones now mm. trying to look into my whole sort of my health in general um my sleep and you know why I get kind of really cold and so I've been doing a sleep diary and and the week that we were doing the training I like literally didn't sleep <laughs> like mm. it was across like every day um but anyway and I'm really cold today and I've feel like I've got allergies and that's really interesting because that seems to happen sort of you know in the week before my period so there we go so she's prescribing some kind of not iron because that can be problematic um Mm. some sort of plant herb yeah some like black cohosh I love the name black cohosh it sounds really badass I don't don't know what what it does no it's something to do with hormones as a hormonal kind of supplement and support but um you know don't go off and run off and buy it because clearly we have nothing that's what it is spirulina oh yeah yeah Yeah, it's supposed to be high in antioxidants isn't it yeah and high in Mm. iron 
left. So that's mm. what she... It's an algae. There we go. See, I told you it was green. <laughs> <laughs> God knows what it's going to do to me. But anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about balance. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our Love Sober Life School because that's going to launch on the 21st of March. Um, and we've already got maybe five, six sign-ups. So mm. you, you best not haste if you want to join us. Um, and what else? There was something else we were going to talk about, wasn't there? Um, I'm sure there was. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be one of those episodes, you know, where it's just going to be what it's going to be, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure there was something else. I mean, um, this this month, though, it's very exciting. So we're going into March and um, we're, we're picking a, a monthly theme. And the last one was self-love and love generally wasn't it sort of meta and we we were thinking about all all things love and it was lgbtq plus month so and we were signposting things on our newsletter so if you haven't signed up to our newsletter do you can do that on the site and we'll we send out stuff each month um with events and what we're doing and then so this month we're looking at empowerment aren't we because it's international women's day on the 8th it's also Mother's Day, so it feels like very much a kind of female month mm. um, somehow. So we'll be looking at women's empowerment and talking about how, yeah, our own journeys of empowerment with um, with going alcohol-free and just how that's impacted us. So we'll be doing that in our community on Sunday. So you can find us there in the Facebook group if you want to uh, if you want to have a listen to that as well. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And now uh, we've got some exciting guests coming up as well this month, haven't we? Um, oh, so, and Dowsett Johnson. Yep. Um, and Janie Lee Grace is coming back on. And yeah, we've got a few people coming up. Mavendi, which is the big alcohol kind of European alcohol mm. activism um, group, ch- charity who are amazing. They're coming on as well. Sort of talk about big alcohol. We can all get really like, rah yeah um which yeah it's really good and it's a great time of year so I'm going back to that linking back to the balance model but we have like as we're getting as it's getting lighter and we're going into that sort of more energetic feel I think it's really good I think it's really good and also because a lot of people have said they're slightly worried about lockdown ending there's nothing like getting a bit of activism on board and getting a bit of fire in your belly to dispel the fear and get a bit of our rant on so we can you know that that can all help we'll be talking about that as we go towards you know lockdown ending Mm. I think we will be we'll be discussing that and strategies for sort of moving forward over the next month as well yeah and um it was really funny because we decided the the dates for love sober life school last year didn't we it was sort of the end we were coming towards the end of the the second group so the second semester we did summer semester winter semester so this will be spring semester and um yeah and we were like oh yeah okay sort of uh the 21st of march will be good is it spring solstice yeah so it's the equinox spring equinox yeah vernal and then we worked and then I worked out the dates yesterday when I was putting together kind of the yeah the course outline that we finish on the 20th of June which is randomly the day before lockdown ends officially if all goes to plan in the Mm. UK so 
yeah seems some sort of serendipitous thing there of like mm. it's going to be quite challenging I mean in our heads I suppose initially it was you know that that period maybe people have done dry January and then they've kind of thought you know they've tested the water and gone back to drinking a bit and and now they're like actually you know I really want to get that those sort of strategies on board and and sort of sustainable sobriety or maybe it's like really good prep for the summer you know because the summer can be extremely challenging for people Mm. um and now it's like actually there is another kind of resonance that people coming out of lockdown are quite worried about that Mm. so yeah so should we talk a little bit about life school first yeah since we've seemed to have started there yeah so what is it Kate love sober life school is our just it's like the the beautiful maiden ship I don't know why I'm gonna don't why are you getting me to talk about it I'm just gonna spout some flaming cobblers about some (laughs) metaphor no it is just a dream we love love sober life school because it was our dream and our gut feeling um that you know together we're stronger so we really wanted to put a group together a a group program so that women could meet other like-minded women on this sober journey and a sober self-development journey and it's there was the sum total of all the tools that we've learned through our studies or in and our lives since we've been sober um, that we needed to keep us sober and keep us loving sober after we'd gone back to drinking, you know, in our in our respective journeys, you know, something was missing. And it was this question of that that can be so frightening for people is that you can have a bit of sober time under your belt and then you're like, I'm sober, so what? Dot, dot, dot. And it's like an elephant in the room. And it can be really terrifying, I think, because then at that point you go, well, is that it? You know, so basically, essentially, something's missing. So you go back to drinking, you can try and hope it passes. Or, and this is what we're coming to, is to see it as a a really great sign that of growth, that you're ready for something else. And so the Love Sober Life School was that answering that need. It's like, right, what now? What now in terms of joy? What now in terms of my boundaries what now in terms of how I socialize what my dreams are what now you know how how can I up upscale you know whatever it is yeah yeah so yeah so that's you did very well thank you so it's our 12 week it's runs over 12 weeks yeah and maybe you would like to yeah talk yeah so 12 weeks every day you have uh, a little video on the Mondays you have a a longer kind of webinar where we introduce the topic for you Um, it's a group coaching program small group so as Kate said and you know the idea is is just to really get to know other women and us and you know take that journey of kind of self-discovery together and then on a Friday we have a group reflection session everything's recorded so if you can't make it it doesn't matter but that's the opportunity just to reflect on the material um, and check in with each other Um, and you know through the site that we use you can sort of write comments and people write comments in on every video and have that kind of interaction and learning really um, looking at all all areas of our lives Um, so yeah it's not for people that have never done any sober time Uh, we have a uh, a short program called becoming sober which is kind of our sort of mindset shift those like initial tools that kind of you know breaking that first six weeks um 
this is for people that perhaps are sober now as Kate said you know they've gone so far and a bit like "Mm, what what next you know um, or it might be people that had had some sober time and then for whatever reason had gone back to drinking and now want to come back to sobriety but want that kind of accountability and growth and you know sort of filling up the toolkit um yeah or people that are long-term sober and 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 want to sort of engage in in that group process and meet new people and share their own experiences and you know there's a lot of reciprocity yeah in sobriety um which really helps and you know sustain sobriety long term which is you know one of the reasons why we do this podcast is it helps us stay sober um yeah, so there's an early bird discount at the moment. We'll put the link on below um, and the code is early. Um, or you can uh, click on the payment plan, which is a, a payment over three months. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, and the kind of things we look at, I suppose, um, are and everything. You know, it's a real 360 from managing overwhelms because we really wanted it to be accessible to normal working mums and women right so you know we're trying to get the amount of content just right so there's lots of resources that are optional um and we look at everything from managing overwhelm to our hormones which we've talked a bit about today haven't we about brain health um some nutritional pieces um our looking after our sensory needs as well um to to really dial down the stress and keep us out of those trigger situations and just to add in stuff that's going to make us feel great, whether that be aligning with your values, whether that be adding in sober treats or some fun. I mean, we could all use a bit of fun, right? And also, you know, the socializing and how we relate to ourselves and others through self-compassion and connectivity, because, you know, at the heart of so much is our relationship. So that has to be, you know, a big part of, of what we do. So yeah, we are super excited. Yeah. Love yeah, it. So it yeah. runs from the 21st of March. Well, 22nd mm. is the Monday, actually, and through till the 20th of, of June. So any questions, you know, send us an email at info at lovesober.com. And <laughs> um, yeah, or, or on Instagram or just, you know, sign up on the site. Um, so back to balance. Yeah. So where do we get to? We've got to N in our balance wheel, which is nurture. Yeah. So um, if you didn't listen to the previous episode, balance uh, B equals body, A equals or, L equals lifestyle, um, and A equals alignment. So these are all areas of your life that could um, need a bit of your love and attention um, and often, you know, we find that we're out of balance um, and, you know, just sort of, I guess, looking at one thing, um, one thing at a time, one day at a time, looking at mm. things that could perhaps help you to feel more balanced. Um, and so we move on to N, which is nurture. So that is kind of knowledge, um, recognizing your needs, self-care, self-love, self-compassion. Um, and certainly nurture was hugely out of balance for me um Mm. when I was drinking I don't think I had any clue 
about and that's not like being overestimation any clue Mm. about how to look after my own needs and myself um I was certainly looking after trying my best to look after other people um but also that kind of the knowledge piece was huge for me you know like I always I've said it before I remember when I first stopped you know and I was in that real kind of routine where I'd like you know put the kids to bed and then jump in the bath um and then I started listening to Radio 4 and I just remember sitting there going wow I could be learning stuff and it was like I, all I do is sit in front of the TV and and, and drink but I could be learning I could be lying in the bath mm. listening to stuff and learning and um so I guess that quest for knowledge not only in whatever subject you love but also about what alcohol really does and Mm. or whatever that addictive behavior you you've got going on um so how do you support your self in nurture well I've just written down what nurture is to me and I think this sums it up which is there's some some element of cultivating a kind space to explore how I experience my life um, and what I might need, what what might make me feel better. And like you said, so sometimes that can be knowledge, reading, reading up on a book if I'm not sure if I need some mental ammunition or something. Sometimes it could be creativity. Um, a lot of part of this piece, I think, this this ability to nurture ourselves, you know, that that kind of compassion, self-compassion, it feels very like a heart, a heart space you know, and, and, and it, and a safe space really. Um, so that, that element, that like little piece of the pie, it comes from a place of asking what, what do I need and what, what am I crying out for? And I know the whole thing does, our whole approach does, but that, that seems to be at the heart of it for me. And so to start with that curiosity to to carve out that bit of time for myself to go, well, what might I need? So this morning I realised I, you know, I've been feeling a bit crap, but over half term and when we were busy with the coaching academy, I had let my morning routine go like I hadn't done any meditation and I haven't really fitted much yoga in. And I'm, I wonder why I'm all like cross and reactive. And it's like, oh, OK. So just carving out those bits of time, um, having a book. having my baths you know um and and yeah that that's that's probably that's about it and the creative piece as well making sure I'm just adding a bit of creativity in it's that adding in piece isn't it is that uh yeah 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 I love that yeah and I think something that I um I think like another part of this, the key part is that sort of, you know, um, power of the pause Mm. in terms of just breathing and just being like, you know, what, what do I need or what's going on here or how, how much Mm. of this part is me and how much of it is not my problem. Mm. Um, I think that's such a gift that you don't, you know, we talk about sitting with your feelings which is just sounds horrendous because it's not about that it's about meeting your needs yeah it's about making you soothing yeah Yeah, listening and like listening into what that that feeling is and then being able to find a way to heal it or 
nurture it or comfort it um yeah which I love that (laughs) no it's just that sitting with your feelings piece is so true and I struggled with that for ages because I was like that's I want to. I've got an image of someone sitting in this kind of room on a chair, like with no furniture, as a punishment, having to sit with their feelings, right? And it's like, <laughs> that's fucking torturous. It's like, no, bring me a blanket, bring me a cup of tea, let me have a hug, let me watch something on telly, like, yeah. speak nicely to me, bring me a biscuit, right? Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. I don't want to just sit there on my own in that room. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Stop talking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's about getting creative isn't it about you know mm. about resourcing yourself in a in a respectful and, and healthy well, way and in fact this does go back to nurture because it is that that's the end part of the reign of self-compassion or compassionate practice isn't it so recognize allow and investigate might be the sitting with the feeling bit of like that's and then the in that that room where the, there's just the chair <laughs> I'm really running with this metaphor but the nurture bit which is the end is what do I need here it's okay sweetheart I'm running out to get the blanket and the cup of tea and the and the kind words for you and the hands on the heart and the you know, so it is that and and for nurture is all about that being able to meet our needs one hundred percent. I love yeah. that. And then C is connection. So how do you support yourself? Uh my connection. Yeah. Do you know it's interesting, I was thinking about this. I have to really work at this in real life. I mean, obviously now pandemic wise, um, that's it's just like that you know whatever we're all feeling it but when we're not in lockdown I have to work at getting out of the house and meeting people I know and you you know you're the same aren't you yeah but um I mean connection for me like the things that really light me up are the, the the sort of the local groups that I've got you know like I talk about my musical theatre society and actually we're doing a zoom sing session today that is well excited i'm like too excited about that so bex who's our amazing director and musical director is um is gonna yeah put us through our paces um and obviously the yoga community who are amazing and wonderful people and it just ticks all the boxes and they are loves you know um and that's made a huge difference to to me um and also like getting aware of micro connections you know that that and that is one thing I am using at the moment it's like um well shall I tell you the story about how I got stopped for shoplifting the other day and turned (laughs) that into a joyful micro connection moment please do (laughs) rinse that someone's looking at me someone's talking to me I'm going to rinse it because it's actually a living breathing human that will actually smile at me but they weren't smiling because they were like they thought you'd nick some glasses frames right so yeah I'd have my eyes tested I was like that's excellent again I get to talk to someone excellent someone's speaking to me and taking care of me and then I didn't like any frames in spec savers sorry spec savers so I went next door to I can't remember what it's called and um and then you have to basically try if you try in a pair you had to then put these pair down on the shelf below so that they could be disinfected Mm. 
So anyway, um, I was there. Was a cu- there was a family in there. There were two shop assistants, and then there was me. And I was right up the end with all the Gucci's and the Pradas, <laughs> having a right old nice time, thinking, "Oh, I'm not going to go back yet. I'll leave my husband trying to kind of, you know, look after the kids." And um, anyway, so then I put them down. And then I walked out to cash point and I had the kinds of, I didn't have the hand on the shoulder because I don't think you're allowed to tap. But this woman approached me and said, can you come back into the shop? You've been trying on sunglasses, no, trying on the glasses and we've got a pair missing. So I was just like, okay. So I went back and they just really looked horrified because there's some kind of couple of middle-aged ladies. And I went, well, what, what do you want to do? Do you need to search me? And they went, we don't know. We don't know what to do. So it's like everyone was feeling really orcs. So I put my thing, my bag down on the ground and then they were, I said, do you want to look through it? And they did just didn't know what to do. And I emptied out my pockets and then one of them said, oh, it's okay. We found them. <laughs> and so, and then obviously then they were mortified. And, um, and I just said, I was just like, well, to be honest, I'm, menopausal so I could very well have put them into my bag and I, I wouldn't have had any clue and I could have gone home with them and then they everyone laughed kind of nervously and it was like but do you know what I've I've kind of dined the- out on that for about two days it's like oh something happened like, <laughs> yeah I yeah. think that's the thing with connection like it can mean so many different things like it, we we just think it's you know going out to a dinner party or like in a bar but it's like connections come mm. in so many different ways and I love you know um, I'm and not also- saying you should go shoplifting just to get a bit of connection <laughs> don't do it when I got home my god my husband I said to him right I was like I've just got done for shoplifting and he went oh Richard Maidley <laughs> anyway sorry you were making a good point yeah <laughs> Uh, the inappropriacy is back. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was saying, yes, because I was very serious, was that, yeah. Um, yeah, the connection can be about being, you know, having solidarity with a project or like, mm. you know, asking for help or helping other people out or, you know, friendships. It can be community, as you said, like it doesn't have to be just you know how you socialize like socializing and connection is very different and yeah you're right I mean I what when I could run I mean I'm got a bit of an injury issue again which is very frustrating but that's one of the things that I really liked is because you feel like you're like in a community like you've got some belonging you go past another runner and you like smile and you say hi to each other like I love that those kind of micro connections um yeah, I mean, I chat quite a lot to the woman in the in the bakery. I see her every day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love that. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, we say that we're not good at um, well, not not good, but that we struggle to push ourselves to go out and be social. Mm. But it depends with who. Like, mm. like I don't struggle to go to Paris and see Rose, or come mm. see you, or like you know yeah. any guys sober pals really um I don't struggle with seeing my best mates you know that I grew up with but it's it's those kind of intensely social situations um that are less of a an easy sell yeah Um, but it's true I don't always leave the house which is not good 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's very interesting, isn't it? Because part of what we were doing with the course, with the coaching academy, was looking at the ventral vagal system, um, the vagus nerve, and the the sort of state that we want to be in, being this kind of open and receptive. That's our happiest sort of state as mammals and connective. So we don't want to be in fight flight where we were like, like I was with my neighbour this morning, and we don't want to be shut down and feeling miserable and frozen and stuck we want we actually our sort of happiest healthiest state is to be open and receptive Mm. um you know and and you can do things to help that so sometimes you can hack that kind of system by thinking about things that make you feel positive or nice places in the house or just like and you can do that like like you do with going out and seeing old men in different pairs of socks or going to the park and people watching if especially pertinent right now in lockdown it's like well how do we engage our ventral vagal system how do we to put it in you know non-scientific sort of terms it's just how do we feel connected with other people Mm. you know for our mental health and and that that's it it's seeing those bright spots and signs of life isn't it and where I can connect and choosing it like being quite conscious about it does it work with animals as well yes yeah it does because I there's this little bird that I really like (laughs) and uh, I want, like and I always that always makes me uh, like smile and and happy mm. when I see this little bird um and obviously the cat yeah as you said that yeah. the other day didn't you it's like when you see that thing and you just have that sigh of like ah, you can yeah that's what makes you there's feel a little yeah there's a there's a sort of a release and a little bit of a sigh and I get a little bit of a tingle often when my ventral vagal stuff kicks in I didn't realise that's what it was, but it, now I know. It's oh. really, it's quite interesting. Um, my chickens, give me that. Oh, my lovely chicken, my lovely chickeny hens. When I put them away in the, at night, well, they go to bed when it's dark. And this one, like my one, doesn't like being touched particularly, but kind of runs after me for food. And then there's a black one that's kind of my son's that's, yeah, just not not that engaged. And then my daughter's one is cream coloured and she loves being stroked. She loves being caught and stroked. And I'm like, how can chickens have personalities? Like, how can? But they do. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, sorry, I, I digress. Anyway, it's like like people might have been listening and be like, well, that's a good point. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> She's gone on lost a ch- me now. chickenders again. No, no. Oh, um, um, last one is enjoyment. Yeah. And so, so important that yeah. we enjoy our sober lives and everything that we're scared of when we first know that we've got, you know, a problem with alcohol, know that we, you know, really ought to give up don't really want to and then go through that oh shit it's really I've really got to oh god you know and all of that and part of such a big part of that is just thinking we're not going to enjoy our lives and the fear of fear of it all fear of the kind of impending misery that sobriety will be so to when you get to flip that when you find what you actually enjoy and not because you're looking from a distance through a CCTV camera at yourself thinking what you should enjoy, but actually genuinely have taken communion with yourself and know what you actually freaking like, which takes a while, right? Oh, yeah. And a bit of tries and trying and testing. Um, and yeah, also letting go of what other is. people think, you know, like I was so unbelievably 
kind of concerned with other pe- people's opinions of me that I would deny myself anything or you know I wouldn't listen to things because it was like that's not something enough it's not cool mm-hmm. enough or yeah generally cool whatever that weird perception was mm-hmm. um yeah so it takes a bit of guts to be like I do like jigsaw puzzles and I don't <laughs> care <laughs> whatever you say um but actually I've been getting quite a lot of enjoyment watching my kids come up with things like the other night like you know when it's like they're actually sort of busy and like I guess you get this with your daughter you know when she gets she gets busy and into something and you're like oh I could actually just leave you for a bit and like you seem Mm. to be having a really nice time and um my kids had we thought we were watching tv downstairs and we thought they were just like dancing around in the in uh, my daughter's room and then we came upstairs and they'd taken all the blankets out onto the patio and they were like like with looking up at the stars with really loud music just like lying there just like singing to really really bad French music and I was like man you dudes got it all sorted out oh I love it and I get it the secret of life I know just lying there with like bright sort of star spangled sky listening Mm. to really bad music singing um under blankets that's like like everything that's literally everything right there that's (laughs) life goals tick I was like don't need any booze for that so all they were missing was a cup of tea but yeah well I was gonna say that that in my head when I was there I was like yeah definitely nearly complete picture yeah cup of tea Um, so yeah enjoyment can be yeah play flow hobbies what lights you up what's Mm. your inner child want to do what's your you know um the things you used to love what do you want to try what's on your bucket list um you know you and your singing tonight is that little Mm. like little like spark in the belly of like yippee um Mm. you know I haven't and and it's okay to kind of yeah I'm not very I don't have I never had a proper hobby apart mm. from dance which I stopped when I was about 13 but other than that you know my life was pretty much about partying and all that went with it so I am a bit kind of I would fickle I'd say like I get really into something for a while like painting and then I'm like I don't do it for ages mm. and that's fine you know I'll, I'll go back to it at some point um yeah and that actually that's quite nice because sometimes you're like oh it's not that what can I do and it's like oh well maybe I'll colour or maybe I'll Mm. listen to music or go for a run or you know it's nice to have different options and it's like that whole kind of having a variety variety being the spice of life isn't it and you know when we when we were looking into it in terms of brain that the neurotransmitters and the, the neurology, neurobiology of it all, when we are using a substance in a maladaptive way, how narrow we are because our pleasure centres are all completely hijacked yeah. by that substance. And then we have to kind of rewire them. And one of the wonderful ways is that finding things that we enjoy and then we find that we enjoy more. And then we actually find that we're much more sensitized to what we enjoy. And our our capacity for pleasure and enjoyment increases 
as our brain recovers, which is just joyful and miraculous to me that I can, like I remember really, I think it was probably about, maybe I was only about like three months sober or something. I remember in the first year realizing that there was, and this seems so insane now that I had so little idea of how I ticked or or how things were, how I experienced my life really. And it was that I genuinely, I felt a, a shift in, in sort of like energy and mood between the day to the night. Mm. And it was like, that seems really obvious to me now. But I would always, it was that time, you know, of early evening when I'd probably drink. So I, I masked that transition between night to day, I mean, day to night. And I was just sort of numb, numb for it. And I remember just sort of experiencing it and seeing the sun go down and seeing the stars come out and feeling the temperature change and the whole sensory being like an animal in this world as day went to night. And I was like, fucking hell, that's quite amazing. Just like, wow, I've yeah. missed this for years. I've missed this. And it was spectacular just on its own. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that about sunrise for sure Mm, it's quite often like the sun rises sort of behind our flat and so you you would miss it really if you Mm. didn't if you weren't looking in the right direction but when I go to make a cup of tea it's a common (laughs) theme um (laughs) you know I'll catch it I'll look out and you know the it can be just the most incredible colors Mm. um yeah I never realized that mornings were so nice no exactly (laughs) I know morning's not being painful but it is and I get that at the moment especially with the kind of pandemic sort of thing and how much fear there's been and how much you know the heightened anxiety on everyone and I find it hugely comforting like the it's getting lighter so like nature you know that that part of because you got you know in the balance wheel you can have things in different sections they can cross over can't they so my nurture section and my awe section is very much tied with my enjoyment section as well Mm. and nature is something that ties all of those together for me because I'm like I get I, I I get comfort from the fact that it knows what to do and even just the fact that it's another morning right it's another morning I get to live yeah. And and it knows what to do. I mean, like we just take that for granted, don't we? But actually, the, you know, it's yep, we're part of something bigger than something bigger, yeah, and something absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. So, what are you going to add in for enjoyment? Well, I've got my singing tonight. So that's really nice. I went to, oh, I did this last week. I went, because uh, everything's, oh, I probably can't say. I um, I managed to go somewhere and groom a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, but, yeah, and that was joyful because I was able to touch an animal and groom a horse. So I did that. What else? I'm getting quite into, like, I really do like getting a takeaway cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in the park, now it's going. So really, really simple, really small things. Yeah. What about you? Um, <laughs> um, what lights me up? 
I guess it's um exploration like I like exploring places um and exploring ideas and that all of that stuff like I like going on those kind of journeys of the the mind so yeah stories audio books that's quite new for me um normal people oh my goodness don't talk about that series just we're so behind as well you do realize that that came out in like lockdown one and like Did everyone it. was talking about it and really like just we've only it's just watched amazing. it it, it was amazing. amazing I cried and cried and cried and cried but in the best possible way and yeah and it was like the best sort of sex on camera yeah I've, I think I've ever seen it's like it was even better than Bridgerton right in terms That's of its true. subtlety it and its yeah. intimacy yeah and how beautifully it was shot <laughs> <laughs> it's true there you go enjoyment let's there put that in the, put that in the e section yeah um yeah. yeah and i and actually sort of i guess it's that when you um you kind of upgrade your experiences like i love that kind of hack you know it's like that when you realize that if you watch a film with headphones on that it's like so intensely more, more interesting visceral experience because you're like especially for me who might have a tendency to get distracted like it really locks me into something so when I watched normal people I watched it with my like amazing headphones on my own serious life goals <laughs> going on there man going red slightly um <laughs> on my laptop um and yeah just kind of maximize the experience <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet bloody did you dirty bugger <laughs> oh, about i've given herself some enjoyment right? yeah so there we oh, go gosh. and on that but note... I, interestingly though because actually on tv um the sound was amazing so I can't imagine what it must be like in your sort of boss headphones yeah no it was because it's got a really great soundtrack as well got amazing soundtrack exactly yeah so um, that's very good yeah and I'm excited to um get a garden when we move I'm excited about yeah that enjoyment spot that I haven't had because nothing survives where we live because we get the salt from the sea all the time and it's mm. really hot. I <laughs> know, oh it's so hard for you. Yeah. That um, <laughs> all the plants die. Um, so hopefully I might be a more skillful plant mum <laughs> in the future. Mm. Um, so there we go. So that's balance from yeah. beginning to end. Um, and yeah, yeah, something we'll come back to and talk about again. We have talked about it in the past as well. Yeah. Um, so, what is your reason to love sober? My reason to love sober is the yeah. I, I think it's the oh, I tell you what it is actually. It's the ability to recover from um, life challenges I think because you know just like even this morning when I was like boo and now I'm actually feeling really chipper um and I felt I think maybe some of the sort of a bit of burnout from work um and and stuff at home you know I've talked 
I talked a bit before about, you know, it's always challenging here with extra needs and, you know, neurodiverse children um, and all of the, you know, the challenges that that brings. And I just hit a spot on Monday night where, yeah, and it was like I really, really needed to say a lot of stuff and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and I had big ploppy tears and really had to say some stuff and go a bit far, actually, I think, in terms of the stuff I talked about with my husband. And then, and then you know, the next day it was fine. <laughs> it wasn't alcohol-fueled. It hadn't gone too far. It hadn't, yes, it was more, it was further than I would usually go because I'm quite a peaceful kind of person um, these days. Or didn't used to be when I was drinking. Um, and, yeah, and I and I felt that, that yeah, we just, ugh, it just is so much less drama. You can kind of recover from things, you know. So that will... And when things are difficult, like things are difficult for so from for most people at the moment, things are really difficult. So that just feels like a real gift, you know. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I love that. It's um, it's what they they say that grace over drama, and we forget we forget the drama of it. Yeah, there's so much drama. Um, for me, reason to love sober. Oh, it's definitely, definitely improved my relationships with people. Um, definitely, like, I've got more love in my life now. Like, not necessarily the same friendship groups, but other people, you know, that I've met that really kind of have my back um and our community you know it's Mm. people we work with it's like there's a real continuum of kind of care Mm. um which I think I really needed in in my life I needed to I needed to be needed (laughs) but no but I needed to, to, to like yeah to I don't know to find people that cared as much as I did about stuff and not be ridiculed for that or told off for that or made to feel like I was too much in that you know that could just sort of yeah love me hard back you know Mm, I love that I love the continuum of care oh beautiful I don't know if you heard that that was a what's that uh, my computer made a noise but you didn't hear no no okay um but it is telling me I need to wrap up. Oh, uh, yeah, we do need to wrap up, don't <laughs> yeah. we? So tip of the day. Um, tip of the day is um, inspire yourself. So, you know, if there's a, a book that you'd like to read or um, someone's story you'd like to learn more about, you know, I love that when you just get inspired by other people's experiences. So, yeah. Nice. And you? My tip of the day would be to find your happy spot in your house um, or, you know, or it could be in a park. Just find a happy spot for you where you – I asked my family what their favourite room was and it was interesting because they sort of said – my my son said his favourite rooms were his bedroom and the bathroom 
because he likes having baths. I thought that's quite interesting because it's quite a sensory mm. sort of thing that made sense. And my husband's was in the kitchen in our kitchen family room because he likes cooking, but also he does all his music in there. And my daughter liked that room for food and for her and she liked her room for her space. And for me, I think I answered it in a different way because I felt like if I answered it from a headway, I was like, I'd like the kitchen for cooking and socializing. But actually the point where I feel happiest is on the patio, on the little bit of patio furniture yeah. where the sun hits it. And there's just a moment there. So I'd say, yeah, find your, find your happy bit. I'll find your happy spot. I'm looking around. Work it. Nice. <laughs> work it. Oh, I just spoiled that moment. Um, we ought to wrap up, didn't we? So if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, please just reach out. You know, we say it every week. So you, you're like, yada, yeah, but really do. Uh, you know, you might be listening for the first time. Alcohol Change has amazing um, agencies of local support and lots of, um, you know, facilities um, and resources and um, just reach out to an online community send up a flare to us info at lovesober.com or you know the she recovers there's club soda the soberistas there's be sober there's so many so just find your fit and don't feel alone and um, we'll see you next week for more chat 